1: Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Town TV. We're back with a surprise episode. We did not think we were recording today. So it's me and Luke. If you're watching on YouTube, I don't even know if these are on YouTube. I look disheveled, but that's okay because we're so excited to talk Midnight Club episode seven and eight because I'm dying to watch nine and ten, especially after that eight reveal seven and eight felt very um, like personal growth for the character episodes, you know, like Plot moving still, but more so growth for the characters. What do you think?
0: Yeah, they felt different than the first six. And to be honest, this is something I was scared of. And I brought it up at the end of episode six, how once the ritual happened, I thought it was premature because everything was just going to change and everything was going to get chaotic. We're not going to get these normal midnight club meetings and get these fun stories that I really look forward. We got a surprise one that came out of nowhere in episode eight with Natsuki and Amesh. But again, it still felt off because the charm for me so far has been these Midnight Club meetings and getting to learn about these characters through them. So just, this is what I was scared of when we started doing the ritual already at episode six. But I also do love the cliffhanger that we stopped on. We've been lucky with how at the end of every even episode, something crazy happens because my God, episode eight ending was made for our podcast. I feel like it's sad that Jimmy's not here to really go into it because, you know, he loves talking Kev bot sketchiness. <laughs> yeah, and he does. yeah, it, it was just but again, like it was a calm before the storm of the final two. And I think the biggest shocker here is in episode seven is that Anya truly died.
1: I know uh, yeah. we all said that we thought that, right? I forget what we put on the board. I'm pretty I, sure was we the, all said.
0: I was the soft one. I said that I thought she was going to be the one that actually got healed. But turns out someone else is going to get healed, which is awesome. That's going so to be fun to kind of guess not a lot of options for that, but we'll get to that when we get to it.
1: Yeah. So we can just jump right in. I mean, of like Luke said, Anya does die, but they do it in a fun way where it's just so fun. They do it in a fun way where you open with kind of like Anya in her own head. She's in a seemingly like in a coma or something after they do the ritual. So we get this alternate universe, Anya, where the ritual worked and, were X amount of I think it's like two years ago or maybe one year since since it all happened. She has some longer hair. She's working at a grocery store. She's obviously depressed, but she can walk around. She's got a prosthetic. Um, She's constantly peering into this ballet studio. And she's got this boss who's seemingly looking out for her. She's in like a grief therapy, which we find out it's really just her talking the whole time because this is her fantasy kind of brain doing this. But she's talking about how she survived and she's having survivor's guilt in the therapy. She doesn't know what to do when she goes through and says, like, my friends died. It didn't work for them. Like we tried. We did the ritual six more times. Everyone's been dead a year now. And she even says something like a was the worst of them mm-hmm. all. The death or something. Do you think there's going to be any truth to that moving forward? Do you think that that's going to be true?
0: Well, I, I at this point, you don't really know that she's in a coma and that she's not that she's not all she's not making all this up in her head. But before I jump into what you just asked her, did you think it was the future right when it opened up? Because I did not. And I'm kind of so embarrassed about that. But.
1: Remember when last episode when I was like, I saw the the still from episode seven. I kind of mm-hmm. know where they're going with it. I thought it was going to be some sort of like alternate universe, type. that's what I thought. I was like, she yeah. has like different hair. It's just going to be like she's in a co-. I thought it was going to be something like that, but they did trick me with it being in the future and stuff. I kind of figured it. I didn't know if it was going to be one of those things where, oh, shit, we're in the future and then they're going to go backwards and show us what happened. I'm glad mm-hmm. it wasn't. I'm glad that was just false. But I'm thinking that there could be some weird truth in it. I don't know. Well-
0: at first, I really thought it was the past right before she went to Brightcliff. There wasn't really any obvious sure. signs. I thought that right away that it was the future. And then, of course, when she goes to those meetings and drops the thing about them having all died, Amesh's was the worst. And then I, she also kind of implies that Alanka died later because she said dead a year now. I don't know if she was just summing it up for all of them or Alanka somehow lives because she was like the leader of the ritual or something. Either way, it doesn't. Yeah actually matter at this point because it didn't work for her and it didn't give Mm -hmm. her it didn't treat her her terminal illness um but it totally before i realized it was a coma and i thought it was truly the future when they started bringing in the um flashes of the other stories before it it blows up like first with luke and becca becky luke and becky um i was thinking like oh my god Dude, this is going to be the best twist ever if he pulls it off where somehow it is reality. But then, yeah. of course, it, flipped. it It was still a great self-contained episode. But I thought there was a chance where Flanagan was about to get crazy on us. And these stories were real life and then different. I don't know.
1: Let me ask you a question. Did you watch these episodes once or twice? Because this is the first time I've almost every other podcast we've done. I watched each episode twice since this was a surprise up. And we did it so fast. I only watched each episode once, so Mm -hmm. I was lucky. I'm glad I took my notes on the first watch. Um, Did you notice that when she's walking past the ballet studio that's next to the hardware store, there was a guy with gloves and a hammer
0: on Mm -hmm. in his hand?
1: And I was like, it wasn't Kevin. So I was like, oh, that's just it. That's interesting. It wasn't Kevin. But then later it is Kevin.
0: Right. I thought they he was potentially going for a thing where it was. All these stories were real, but they weren't based yes, on the characters. So we were seeing their counterparts, but it quickly devolved into Luke being Luke. And it's just all being in our yeah. head. But it it's was still like, like a mind fuck.
1: It's almost like it could have been how they do the opener of season four of The Magicians, how they're different actors and they're yeah. like slightly different looking. It mm-hmm. could have been like that, like they based it off of different like things that actually were real. I don't know. Right. I don't know. But yeah, Kevin, Kevin's mom, the bloody hammer, like the kids in the in um the the video game shop, all of it. It mm-hmm. was so good scary. Natsuki loved that love bringing mm-hmm. her back. Um, It really I mean, it doesn't really come to anything. It may we will see. But for now, she ends up being in her bed, which one I liked that they kept showing the midnight club stuff through the radio at 12 every night that was cool because they were sitting outside of her door doing the midnight club stuff Mm -hmm. um but she wakes out so weird there was like a baby in like ink on the ceiling and then it turns into a skeleton and then it gets her um
0: so that was still in her mind though right because it's Mm -hmm. like the shadow monster kind of actually forming and it's weird because that black skull skeleton figure is in the promos of pictures if you like search midnight club and stuff so i've been Mm. waiting for it but it was kind of always in my head that it was just the extension of the shadow monster that's been everywhere so i was waiting for this to happen and it seems like the shadow monster is what she probably truly saw and what they summoned in the ritual but maybe it the ritual needs to kill someone to heal the people i don't really know how how they're going to make that more than symbolism it could just be straight up symbolism of like just being taken and, and actually dying. But, but yeah. it was cool that she actually woke up for a second, right? Like she really truly opened her eyes.
1: She got to hear Notsky's story, which was the special midnight club from the hallway because Stanton got them in trouble and was yeah. like, I don't even know what to do with you fucking kids. What the fuck are you doing down there? But I have some words about Stanton thing. I'm thinking she knows more than she lets on. Cause I think in the last episodes we were like, is this bitch just oblivious? What is going on now? I think she actually does know some stuff, but Natsuki tells this really sweet story about how it worked. And Anya uh, vanished just like JJ did for a week. She gets healed. They all get like a rent controlled apartment together, a Mm co-ed apartment and Rhett comes back and they live happily ever after. She gets a pink Jeep with a skull on it, not three kids Really sweet. And I think they did a really good job with Anya's character. I also think that she's definitely gonna make contact somehow in the next two episodes. Like she has to. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the real they do say that in the real ritual she passed out, like Alanka says, like I'm s- is apologizing. She's so sorry, and they're all there for her, and she's not alone. But then
0: all right, I'm the thinking. Girl she was put right into a coma from the ritual, like and from that whole flash or whatever she saw. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was a cool hypothetical, happy ending for the whole squad. If it worked out the way that they thought it would. Um, yeah. But then when she wakes up for real, she actually dies. And that kind of took me by surprise. Cause you didn't, I I thought she was going to wake up like for real. And then it just skips to another janitor scene where they're talking about the death. And that was like, holy shit, this is actually real. They burned her body. They had, they cremated it. They have her ashes. Uh, Yeah, but I don't. Did any of us guess Anya as the first one to die?
1: Um. Yes, somebody did because they were like, I think she's the one. Someone said maybe it's Anya because she's the one who's gonna actually reach out and, yeah, like she says in the note, which we'll get to, she's the one who's actually gonna do the thing.
0: I'm gonna find it because I have it written down. But keep going because I think we're. uh, But yeah, so Bobby Longstreet.
1: Bobby Longstreet, Mr. Robert Longstreet, also just killing it in this scene. I'm glad we got another one with him. He's the only one I'll let comfort me in these sad moments. Uh, He's always dropping knowledge bombs and and truth bombs. Um, One should die proudly when it's no longer possible to live proudly. And he says it's not the length of life, but the depth of life. And he says, Anya lived deeply. She's passionate and all these things. So it was really sad. And we get an absolutely magicians inspired sing along later, just like when redacted passes in the magicians <laughs> and they do the sing along that we all love so much. But yeah, before that Stanton is questioning her about the Paragon book and why they're in the basement. Um, Not much more to that other than there's a scene next with Shasta, who is like, I just think it didn't work for her. I, I mm-hmm. just think it didn't work for Anya. And she's such like, she acts like she knows everything and i just believe her i'm kind of on her side i'm like yeah no no it just didn't work for on I don't work for someone else <laughs> you
0: know? yeah i thought i was gonna get more out of this conversation like get a better read on her but you really don't get that until next episode i feel like we right. have a whole conversation to be had there about her personality but yeah here she just talks more about the symbol being connected to things greater than the Paragon. And she keeps reemphasizing the fact that she's unrelated to the cult and they're here for bigger and better things. And like now you're starting to see maybe it's more in the next episode that the people that she's with are kind of their own cult, regardless yeah. of what she wants to say. Like when they, when she offers Alanka a position to be in their group, they all just stop and look at her for a second. I was like, I OK, was like- yeah, what the <laughs> fuck was that, man?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's why would she want to be there? Shasta seems like charismatic and like Mm -hmm. cool and whatever, but the rest are just seem like brainwashed cultist
0: people at this point. Is it still in the air? Do we think she's Julia? Do we think she's Athena? Do we think she's Regina? Because maybe, that maybe we save that conversation until the second part, because there's the information we get in episode eight kind of shapes that. So I'll leave that for now, but yeah, Yeah. possible starting to get a little bit more shady.
1: Shasta pasta. Yeah. She, um, Anyway, we'll get there. Stan also gave Alonka the box with all of Anya's belongings. Anya left everything to Alonka. Tim shows up to um, console her for a bit and then kind of bounces. But it was a nice little hopper moment. I like that. But brings the box. Good guy. Brings the box and reads the kind of last note from Anya, which was like totally so Anya. It was awesome. She says that. Basically, the Greeks thought your minds get wiped. And that's why no one reaches out after they die. She said, if anyone can reach out and send a sign, unambiguous, definite, I'm the bitch. I'm fucking doing it, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I adore. Um, and then Stanton shows up and is like, what the fuck? She's like, you think I didn't know you were coming down here? You think I didn't hear every creak and crack in this old shitty house? <laughs> Basically, she's like, you guys are idiots year after year like the faces change but everyone does this and she's like as long as there's like stories being told i allow it and Mm -hmm. Stan's pretty correct when she's like i don't have many rules maybe just don't do blood sacrifices in my basement (laughs) like what the
0: fuck yeah she was so freaking cool in this scene and like i'm starting to think again like she's she could be a normal person that's just trying to handle everything at face value. And she knows about the history of the place, but what she going to do because she really is cool. She's like Mark. Like they both don't care what everybody does. I didn't think she was going to be as forthcoming as she is in this scene, but it makes sense too, because we've been bringing up plot holes about like, how are you not here in this freaking elevator yeah. all night? And she has, she's, she knows she's aware. Um, so that this was some points for Stanton as like a well-written character. Um, I just didn't know where it was going to go. And it actually, she's, she's pretty much, in a lot of these important scenes because she talks about or I mean, right here is when she gets the Athena journal, right?
1: Yep. And yeah. she ends up burning it, which I don't think it's actually going to burn in there. I feel like it's going to be like perfectly untouched when they go and try and like find it. I feel like it's going to be fine, which is. Just Does like-
0: it is it supported that she can still be potentially Athena having so a burn that
1: when Stanton says is on the phone? And she's crying because she learned that I think it's at the end of this episode, she learns that um, somebody's healed and she's like, I'm frantic. I don't know. It just brought up some old stuff is what she's saying. They're just bringing up old stuff. And that's the one line that I've been clinging to being like, she still can be sketchy. She still can be somebody. And but other than that, like Stan's a good character, whereas rule. I'm jumping the gun a little bit. But when Alonka's like, who is it? Tell me. She's like, when I get concrete evidence, I will tell the person alonka mm-hmm. please. Like, can you imagine having to having that hope again and then getting it ripped away? Like, what the fuck? And that was so that's where Alonka is like pushing a little too hard. I'm like, girl, please. Yeah, she's actually stands actually right here. Just like, let it slide. But
0: yeah and the phone yeah. call itself I mean do we want to open it up for that too and we could just go back to the, to the Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, let's just go through the rest of Stanton stuff. Um mm-hmm. because when she's on the phone you're right I wrote down exactly what you said Alonka over here's her carrying on about digging up like old stuff and to me that's either a direct um link to Athena's journal being like she's literally bringing up my old journal that I wrote about my crazy mom who's out there trying to <laughs> sell kids on this new cult basically um or this old cult and then it was that or it could be Julia Jane's healing and if it's connected to that then it makes sense cuz she we already have confirmation she was there when Julia got healed um it could yeah. be either or i don't think she was on the phone talking with Shasta i feel like that no. would make sense right
1: she yeah and she does say like i've only gotten a call like this one other time which is again another Thing that Julia Jane is the other mm-hmm. time, you know, that's the other time she got the call like this. But I'm, I, she's got to be someone. She can't just be this like doctor in the house. Like it can't be true. Because mm-hmm. then, I mean, uh, we're gonna, we're jumping all over the place. Let's just go back real quick. They throw Anya's ashes in the lake in a really sad moment. Sherry's playing fucking Green Day on the cello or whatever the fuck that is. And at first I was like, not Green Day. And then I was like, oh, wait, uh, this is actually really sad. And I I agree. I
0: I had the same reaction the beginning. I was like, "Okay," And then it got really good. They all joined in and I just got a little bit of chills and it was sad and it was cute. But of course, it ends with that awkward moment between Alonka and Kevin.
1: I know. And Kevin made the move. It was not Alonka. Kevin went straight up to her face, and then Alonka leaned in, and he was like, "No, no, no!" It's like, "Oh, you piece of shit." Kevin here's that, that was shocking. That was shocking
0: to me that he was the one that didn't lean in. I know. Yeah, he's just
1: acting up. He's acting up. I mean, just well, wait. Now we
0: got flags out the ass now for after next episode. So Correct. I don't know. He we're going to find out what his game is probably by next episode. I would think
1: the way this episode ends is another run in with the old lady and old man. So I don't think we've actually seen the old man since the pilot and okay, in the yeah. bathroom at the frat or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's like, darling, Hey, and sh- and the old lady's like, I'm starving. I'm hungry again. So, I mean, it's, it's just Kevin in a wig. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is perfect because this is what Paul was saying. This kind of fits into Paul's theory about, them needing to feed off the terminally ill kids and i don't know if they're the people that are going to be causing like the actual deaths and like stealing of the life forces of these dying kids or like i don't know i don't know if the cult needs to if the ritual needs to be involved for them to actually eat because it doesn't seem like they have a lot of physical power like they could yeah i don't know what's going on there and Alonka's crazy man i would never be in that room by myself for the rest of my entire fucking life
1: no, just go um, sleep with like We're Sheree, all in She'll the same let.
0: room for the rest of my life. Like, there's no freaking <laughs> way. Are you kidding me?
1: Do you think that the old lady and maybe the old man are the ones who put the don't? Well, okay, I have two theories that are popping up right now. The old lady and the old man put the don't because to do the ritual is actually going to save people and they want to feed.
0: That's a good guess because they're definitely anti kids and there's no way they're trying to stop them from doing anything that would help them because they are quite literally feeding on them. That's a good guess because it doesn't make sense that it was Stanton. That was like a thing I threw out last time we talked about it. I don't, I think we talked ourselves out of it being Sandra being weird about it and like having a snuck down there to try and convince him otherwise. And Shasta wanted the ritual. And so did Kevin. So basically all of our sketchy people are off. Like it doesn't make sense.
1: I'm doubling down on my theory saying that it's actually Kevin who did it, but under the sleepwalking influence of the old lady, because doesn't he say at the end of that episode, like not again or something like that at the very end of the episode, I I think the old lady is like acting with him.
0: So does that mean that the old man needs to also be, have like a, Mm. um, uh, he's a only a mirror,
1: though. He doesn't have a body. He's only in the in reflections and in the mirror. I we haven't seen him like bopping around. But the woman has like, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say the woman has a form, but I'm only saying that because Anya was like, and it was yeah. him. It was Kevin. So I think the form is actually Kevin, but it's like creating this like illusion and ghost work that Alonka can see.
0: And do we think the shadow monster is its own separate entity, or is it working with? The ghosts, that's oh that's another question, right?
1: I don't know. It's gotta well, they be could one be the same. it can't be thing. two entities. <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. I mean,
0: but if the ghosts are the ones that did the don't because they think that the ritual actually helps people, that would mean that the, the black skull thing is not their friend. Yeah. Cause they would that would make them on opposite sides oh. if that was true.
1: I was gonna say that they have the same boss, but now maybe not.
0: <laughs> and they're fighting <laughs> for that promotion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going <laughs> kind of one off each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that episode. We were uh, like, rest in peace, Anya. What a great character. One of the goats of the Flanniverse, for sure. She is mm-hmm. has great lines. Real, I thought they did a really good job fleshing her out in, I mean, what, seven episodes. So the episode was called Anya, rightfully so. She deserved her own episode. She was dope.
0: I, I don't think she's gone, though. I think we're getting yeah. her breaking through and reaching Alanka. I think that's exactly how it's going to have to go. Um, she's too good for her to not be in the last two episodes. She's too much of a force here.
1: I agree. All right. So episode eight road to nowhere titled after Natsuki's story that she tells, A mesh, which ends up being a true story, but she had some good flair in the middle of it. Um, I dug it, but I just want to say up top, like this episode was shot in a really cool way. Like the direction was great. I didn't Google Mm -hmm. who directed it. It's probably Mike, but I'm not sure. Seems like there were some continuous shots through the set with a mesh, like walking around the house too, which I know we know he loves to do, or maybe doesn't love to do, but he's known for. (laughs) But yeah, so Alanka who passed out in the last episode is now awake and goes and beelines it to Stanton, just drilling her with questions, like we said, and being a kind of a brat, not going to lie. And then when they're in therapy, Stanton's preaching trust and honesty and she's like, honesty, that's what you want. It's like, oh, girl, please just relax. <laughs>
0: Do we have a but, confirmation of how much time passed? I know they we've been jumping a no, little bit. No, no, I don't
1: think so. I would say days, weeks. Yeah, like I wouldn't say more than like a couple weeks at all. But I mean, time is of the essence with these kids. It can't jump too much.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I would say this episode is the one where we've seen a struggle the most. You know, like before, I don't think we've seen him like struggle once. Now, when he like eats it on the table with Mark, that's the first time we were like, oh,
0: well, he brought Paul brought up when he was slurring his speech a little bit in the first oh, couple episodes, right. I forgot but about that. it is subtle and it is seem like seeming like it's getting worse for him and him specifically because he we kind of agreed that he has the harshest terminal illness that can come up on him quicker because he was the newest, but he still has the closest death date, too. So he can he can yeah. go at any time. And I think that's kind mm. of what uh, Anya was saying in her coma thing, like maybe a mesh Somehow connected with his disease was getting it worse, and that's kind of seems likely. Um, yeah, yeah, he can go whenever it's really sad. I hate that mm-hmm. because
1: he's the best, he's so sweet. But before we get there, after therapy. Alanka is talking to Kevin and tells him, of course, because she can't keep anything to herself. And he's kind of her confidant, even though he's the most skeptical confidant in the entire world. He is literally like just batting down every shot she takes Mm -hmm. for everything. And, And immediately she's like, I know who to go to. Stanton's not the only one with answers. Run straight to Shasta, of course, because Shasta is her girl. And up to this point, like Shasta hasn't done anything for alanka to, or us to be like sketched by we know the history and that's why we think Shasta's sketchy mm-hmm. but as far as alanka knows i mean i guess she knows the history too i don't know
0: This I'm not is not sketched by her the, that much this is though. the craziest scene for the biggest shift for shasta's character because she goes in the whole her first half of the scene is just the whole informative part about talking about the black bile creating cancer, like the balance of like their history and trying to make sure that's how you actually cure diseases. Um, She gets back into the healing vortex. We're not letting that go. That's going to have some sort of payoff. And then she says like, basically everybody has been drawn to this area for a reason. Like there's bad radar. It's kind of like the Bermuda triangle in that way. Like there's, there's people being drawn for all different reasons and they're all coming to the forest for the healing qualities. And that's cool. But that we kind of kind of figured that out ourselves. Like that's where her first interaction led us to believe. So I feel like we're going to get a, a real answer when someone is cured at like how it's kind of connected in that way. Um, and to see if there's anything devious going on, because it seems like when the conversation kept going, she got a little bit more creepier and creepier. She was asking about the journal, saying, like, I need that. Can you give me that yeah, journal? Yeah. We'll we'll save we'll save the people. And then she's like, what do you mean? Like, we'll save your friends. and Then we're going to save everybody. So that's like the that's the idea in words of like a main villain before, you know, it's the main villain.
1: Absolutely. 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. This was the first time it felt like Shasta's been giving, 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 giving her the wellness things, giving her whatever, kind of softening her up. Now it feels like she's like needing things from Alonka, like needing mm-hmm. them. So, yeah, I agree that she starts sounding a little more maniacal. She's like a patient.
0: At- and she's, yeah. yeah, she's like, she wants it to pay off all these meetings that we've been seeing. And for, to be honest, this almost takes her out of the contention of being Julia Jane for me because. Julia Jane already had access to the journal because the journal was what was hit hidden by the Dewey decimal system. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what power could the journal have for the person that wrote for the, for the person that like already had it, like Julia already had it in the past. She's the one who read it and everything. Yeah. So why would she care about needing it? But it does make sense to me that Regina Ballard, AKA um, a Was that her name? Yeah. Assesso. Would need it because if her daughter, Athena, aka Stanton, potentially was taking all these key notes and has some information that Regina needs, like sh- that, that makes more sense to me than Julia needing a journal she already had possession of.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think like it's kind of making me think that is true, but it's also one of those things where it's like I own this textbook for a long time. Doesn't mean I memorized the <laughs> you know what I mean? It yeah. <laughs> could be like you actually need the physical thing. I don't know. It's, it's a good point.
0: But well, no, because the change? physical thing. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um... I don't know. And then Stanton burning it like that to me is what I'm thinking in my head was the old stuff being brought up was her old journal. So like she burned it. She's trying to get away from all of this. She's trying to end it. That's just where I'm at right now. And maybe Julia. But then is Julia Jane really not going to be a character that was healed and given like long life in the same way that Regina was? Because it feels like if one of them was if one of them's still in the story because they get partial like youth, immortality or whatever you want to call it. The other Mm -hmm. one should also be there because the ritual would have worked on both of them. I agree. So uh, it feels like they should both be characters. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I had a thought of, I think I already said it though, about Stanton being Athena and being like, okay, I'm against what my mom was trying to do. So I went to school to become a legit doctor. You know, I think I already said that last episode, but like, it makes sense that Athena would be like, fuck that. Like, my mom is crazy, so she went yeah. back, decided to become a real doctor. But it's like, if you really said fuck that, maybe she bought that specific land so other people don't use it for bad things.
0: You know, that what I all mean? tracks. That's exactly what I'm what I'm thinking in my head. And also, yeah. I mean, it is possible that Stan is Julia because
1: yeah, she's been weird is. about all
0: this, and then her saying, like, that brought up old stuff obviously, she would be like traumatized by her time there and having to go through the ritual. She probably watched people die and stuff like that. Could also be her. I just think right now, where I'm landing is I'd no longer have Shasa as a potential candidate for Julia, which okay. is it didn't happen till literally episode eight. Should we
1: watch Midnight Club later? <laughs>
0: We really could. We, could. we really could. Done, I would yeah, love a yeah. drink
1: in my hand and watching Midnight Club. Anyway, so awesome. <laughs> so now we've got a mesh and Mark. He eats it going on the bed, like I said. The only new symptom he has is physical comedy. So don't worry about him. He's, he's really fine. But he ends up going to Natsuki and they kiss, but she's being weird. Um, we all find I won't say she's being sketchy because we find out why. And her story is incredible. But um, he like wants to do a date, a nature walk, and she seems mm-hmm. like she's fallen into one of her depression things again. But you can kind of tell that she doesn't want to hurt his feelings and it and she's she isn't dumping him. Like I I knew she wasn't like having second thoughts on the kiss because they kiss right away. She kisses him on the cheek. It just is like, oh what's up? What's wrong with her? Which we obviously find out later. But we'll skip mm-hmm. to go yeah, to Yeah, we'll come back
0: to that to do Sherry and and Spencer yeah. story.
1: I love that. Cutting cutting his hair and that whole conversation is so funny. He's like mm-hmm. Do you know how to cut hair? Are you just saying? And she's like, who cares? (laughs)
0: Basically, She's like, "Uh, that is what I said. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Did you you say (laughs) it or did you do it? You're like, it doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, And they have a conversation about their queerness. And it's really cute. And obviously, we know Spence's family is was against it. Right. But Spence was really close with his family before. So coming out to his family was this like big, dramatic thing. Did not go well. And he's kind of asking Sherry, like, well, wow, you're so brave. Like, I can't believe it went well, like whatever. And she's like, I'm not brave. You're brave. My parents didn't even hear me. They don't care enough for it to have been brave. They just truly don't care enough about me. She's like, no, you're the brave one because your family like cared. And that is one devastating for both parties. Like he came out and it went terribly with people he loves and people who used to love him at least. And now Sherry's like, I can say whatever the fuck I want. And they would not even bat an eye. She could be I like, mean, I murdered somebody.
0: <laughs> that explains what her personality, why her personality is so like this. She just says things that can be shocking. Yeah, it, and It doesn't matter. She just wants reactions from people because she never got them from her parents. That explains yeah. a lot of her character.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure she just grew up saying outlandish things, trying to get a, a rise out of her parents, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, exactly. Whatever
1: you have to do to get the attention, but yeah, um, They go to Mark. And at first I was like, what are they about to say to Mark? I thought he was going to maybe apologize for having been a dick or something. But he's like, we need to do something brave, but I need a ride. And hot Mark in this like fucking leather jacket he's wearing later. Like, you better stop. Come on. (laughs) I also need him to be a bigger character. What do you think? He's just basically me and Alex are now two episodes into uh, Bly. And Raul Coley is basically like the sweetest angel cook in the whole world. And Mm -hmm. they're reminding me of each other because like Raul in that show does not do anything bad. He's just a sweet, pure, good angel. And it Mm -hmm. seems like that's what Riley's going to be. But I almost want I want more for him. I want more like than other than just to be like the sweet nurse practitioner. I don't
0: know. I just don't think there's been enough clues for us to really have picked up on him being anything but sweet and just surface level like that it it is weird because i did think he was going to have a way bigger part and now i'm starting to think there's almost no shot of him being maybe he's the freaking the body for the the male ghost like i don't know like i really can't think of anything that would put him back into the story besides just being a caretaker that's probably set up for a really horrible death or something in the finale that could still kind of happen um i -hmm. don't know i don't know what he's but this whole like Back of their storyline was just awesome for each of the characters involved. It's pretty self-contained compared to the whole the main plot of the show. But it does a lot for these three characters, maybe less so for Mark and more so for Spence. Um, But his speech to his mom was fantastic as well.
1: Oh, my God. it's The best. And he he had to do it. it. This was kind of his Hail Mary to his mom. I mean, you would think that in this situation, His mom refuses to come to him. His dad's kind of avoiding having Spence try at any cost. Mm -hmm. So he marches straight up to her and he says, listen, I just watched my friend die and she had nobody, no family, but she only had us and we were enough like we loved her enough. And he's like, just so you know, they're enough for me, too. And it's like you could love me or, or not, take it or leave it. But like, I love you for who you are, just like I love me for who I am. And I was like, mm hmm. Fuck me up. They've been doing like the queer storylines are great. Natsuki's like portrayal of depression and shit like that is fucking and, and like her near suicide is mm-hmm. so well done. Flanagan is a genius when he comes to these, these side plots that another horror fucking person could never could never.
0: It's it's truly amazing. I mean, I care so much about these characters. I've been saying it since the beginning. This is probably my favorite Ensemble of characters um, For any of the Flanagan shows Like I was already all in By episode two or three For these characters Where everyone else It took a little bit longer Um, It's just And for the amount of people That they're That it's covering too It feels like a bigger cast Of main characters And everyone gets Their time to shine Like this scene Was also slightly influenced By the earlier Spencer And Sandra episode You know They even go as far as To the, the little kiss on the head That he gives Sandra When he forgives her completely So that was a good callback but it seems like that's good closure for his character. We got good closure for Natsuki's character in this. Sherry got her time, a little bit of time to shine. It seems like we're kind of gearing up to now. It doesn't matter if someone dies because we did get a full story. Kevin seems off the table right now. And Alanka, Alanka and Kevin, I feel like are safe until the finale. Is
1: Sherry, the only one we haven't gotten a story from yet. Pretty much. And s- no, Sandra did tell a story. But in the beginning, they said that Sandra is the only one who hasn't told a story yet. Right. Or was that Sherry?
0: No, that was Sherry. Oh,
1: fuck. That's going to be epic. Whatever her story is, it's going to burn the house down. It's kind of. It needs like, to be next tea-
0: episode, though. Right. Like, it has to yeah. be episode nine. It feels like.
1: Why would they tee us up like that and not give us just like a fucking slam dunk of a story? You know, to yeah, be like, she yeah. hasn't. She's like, I'm workshopping leave me alone
0: <laughs> it does seem like he did a lot of focus on her though these two episodes giving her mm-hmm. stuff so if he doesn't get around to giving her her story at least we got some backstory on her rather than us just being unsatisfied about it but yeah i'm hoping that i don't i just don't know how we're going to get into a position where we can have another midnight club meeting and things are normal it feels like we're past that point the library door is being locked yeah shit's in chaos anya's dead someone's gonna about to leave and be healed it doesn't feel like we're going to get a chance to really do this again. I was I was shocked that we got one in the form of a mesh and Natsuki. And yeah. I was very happy that we did. Um, do we want to start talking about that yet? Or do we have anything else? To yeah. Cover?
1: One quick thing is that it's a girl who's cured. That's all we know It's is right. that she says she. So it's either it's Natsuki, Alanka, Sa- Sandra or Sherry. Those are the options of who could go home. And I do think it's actually Alanka. But
0: She's I just saying no, not to give the hope thing.
1: This is where, Luke, I was thinking about the timeline because I'm like, okay, so since the ritual, people have had to get blood work done or get scans done or something in order for them. Someone to call and be like, it's a miracle. You know what I mean? Because it's it's like it wouldn't be the next day. They don't have any scans or tests, you know? So it's a girl. It's a girl. That's all we know. And Stanton locked the door. So then um, we get a mesh going on a late night walk. He bumps into Natsuki and she he's sweet and is like, if you need to dump me, it's OK. Life's too short to be with someone you don't want to be with. And she flips the script totally and is like, fuck, no, not only do I want to be with you, but you need to hear this story because I really want you to get to know the actual me. So we get a two person midnight club. She's so nervous just because she wants to let him in. That's why she was anxious all day in the room and didn't want to see him because she was kind of getting building up the courage to tell the story. And he's so sweet about it. And he just holds her hand and (laughs) rode to nowhere. So say we're at the second gas station. What are your thoughts? What's going on?
0: Well, First of all, hell yeah, Henry Thomas. That was um, our boy. He he probably had so much fun with this role, right? It was incredible. Like he just seeing him like trying to be this rocker hitchhiker guy who's so kind of red herringly being shown as a serial killer. Like that's what Flanagan wants you to think a little bit. This is maybe my favorite story. It's probably a little bit behind a meshes with with Raul. But this might be my second favorite of the show just because I felt like I was tripping. Like I had no idea what was going on. These loops are happening. It was pretty obvious that the other hitchhiker they kept passing was her Mm -hmm. was um, was Natsuki in some form. And it kept getting more and more like ghost, like every time they passed. it was just so trippy. And the girl in the back was freaking out like she just her way of delivering lines and like giving directions to her was so creepy. Everything about this was awesome.
1: The one thing I did write was angel and devil on her shoulder. I don't think they're real, but I had no clue that she was just stuck in the tripping out on carbon monoxide and gas and shit like that. Like I did not. That did not come in my head, but I did write Angel and Devil on her shoulder because the whole time he's like, Keep going. She's like, mm-hmm. No, 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 you got to stop and all this stuff. So it had to be that in some form, but mm-hmm. I was not sure how or why. But when who he, is she? Ugh, I didn't want to IMDB know. it because I recognize her. So I thought she was maybe Poppy from Hill House for a mm-hmm. second. It's not. Poppy is actually the girl. In the basement, She's- the original Regina.
0: Okay, that makes sense. I can picture that yes, in my head. Because
1: we did yeah. recognize her. So I think someone said, who is that? I recognized her on one of the pods. And yeah. I was like, I actually don't know. So i am been really strict about not IMD being, but I went the opposite way where I looked through Hill House. And then it actually did. Sp- it didn't spoil me. It just said Regina. So it's fine.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I really don't know. If she was somewhat because I was looking at her so much too, thinking if she was in anything else, um, yeah. of the Flanagan verse, or even just in general, but I don't think I I knew who she was. But her just on-screen chemistry with Henry Thomas was just it was awesome. It was awesome to see them Electric. just fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. And I was dying laughing at the second stop when Henry Thomas just comes out of the thing screaming, Go, 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 go! <laughs> like, and he was just like, We gotta get the fuck out of here. That's so freaking good. <laughs>
1: Um, you know who I think she is? Is she the one in Midnight Mass who is slowly aging, like the l- younger girl who ends up slowly aging to be the old woman?
0: You mean you know the old about? woman who reverse ages? The, the yes, was, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the opposite. I think that's her.
1: I think it was, that's her. Um,
0: it's it's Doctor Sarah's mother, right? mom.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. actually her. But it anyway, been. yeah, they were. This was great, and. I didn't know what was hitting the car. I was like, what are these apples falling from the sky? Uh, yeah. But the green haze, the fog, she's like sweating. It's it's cool. It's like a lucid dream she's having. And then, mm-hmm. but her brain is like adding fun things around it. But yeah, this I was- is also
0: explanation for her um, ritual sacrifice. Like these are the yep. car key. I, I think it was literally the keys in the, that she used. This is, and she, I remember Natsuki saying, I want Anya to have some of the luck I had that day. And basically what does that saying? I guess is what happened in real life was her mom coming in and saving her, even though she did yeah. get out of the car. Um, yeah. So I guess that that was her whole thing. And that made a lot of sense. And it made that hit harder.
1: Yeah, the so basically, I mean, trigger. I'm surprised there wasn't any sort of trigger warning on this episode, actually, like a suicide prevention trigger warning. They did
0: that at the end.
1: Oh, they did. Mine, my thing must
0: have. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Good. It. My.
1: My Netflix must have hit next, or maybe I had paused like too, too quick because I'm like so quick to be like, "Don't show me anything after," because we're not allowed. But um, yeah. I mean, she, she obviously, she really, really, truly thought she didn't want to live. Like, she is explaining depression to a T. I mean, for people who have it, it's great representation of her just being like I really thought it I truly believed it and now that I'm alive I'm dying anyway but just slower which is just fucking life is terrible (laughs) (laughs) life can be so terrible and I love her so much that makes me so sad I thought actually I forgot what her sickness was I thought she was gonna say the poison like the car was gonna the poison she got from the car was going to slowly kill her. Like, I thought maybe it formed from that. Me no, too. I took it as she went in because of that. But then they ended up finding cancer. And
0: that's that's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Damn. Our girl. Love her. She's the best. But,
0: so now, uh, damn, I really wish she got to tell that to the whole Midnight Club because it would have been great to see everybody's reaction to that story because, yeah, that was the most like one for one real symbolism story i think like everything has been like that but this was pretty damn on the nose and it would have been cool to see everybody else's reaction to it um but i guess they're gonna be good after this because now she quote unquote like let him in and now they're gonna be like as close as they've ever been
1: i thought they were gonna check something off the
0: thousand things before you die list. i thought it was possible yeah yeah
1: But yeah, OK, so we we wrap the the episode with Alonka hearing a woman crying or a girl crying. She gets on the elevator, sees the old lady in the basement. Kevin, fucking Kevin, this fucking sketch bag. I don't I know from that reaction, I truly think he doesn't know what's happening. But I also think that he kind of knows he has something to do with something. And that's why he's been trying to get along off the trail for so long, because he's trying to keep her out of it. Maybe mm-hmm. one, he has no clue what's happening and he's like nervous that he's going to get caught or two. He kind of does have an idea of what's happening and he's trying to keep her out of it. I don't know.
0: Do so, so this is very dusty like, right? Like it's almost a good parallel for that because um, he's like being controlled and yeah. we don't know where he's getting like his orders on killing. Just a quick question before I keep going into it, though, is Dusty like is is the scene with Dusty smashing Sheila on the head or Alonka on the head in the coma vision of Anya? Is that you think all we're going to get on the end of the Dusty storyline like that? It was just to pay off, like make that kind of make sense.
1: I don't know. I hope not.
0: Because I'm thinking now we don't have time for Sherry's story. We can't finish the witch story from Milanka. We can't finish Dusty's story. I don't know if we're going to get the conclusion to all of them. doesn't really feel like we have enough time for that because we're going to get a lot of stuff happening in real life rather than just storytelling in these next two episodes. So I mm. maybe that is the end of Dusty's thing. And it kind of gets played out also with reveals about Kevin. And that might be satisfying enough. But it is sad that we're not going to really like see the end of that.
1: I think we get it. I think we get the end. There's no way that that's the end. I, I yeah. can't believe that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're but right. if you're I just but you could be right. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, you could be right. I mean, that would be a little unsatisfying for me. I want to see I honestly want to see Sheila take him down. And I think that's where the story's going, right? Because genuinely, I think if Kevin like is telling the story based on kind of what's happening around him. Alonka is so smart. I don't think he's going to like, I don't think he thinks he has it over Alonka. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What are your final theories on like Kevin in general?
0: This is a good question because when he says, Oh God, not again, like that's so telling in itself that he's the couple of times we have seen visions of when Alonka tripping out, and then it turns into Kevin means like it was really Kevin doing that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what he could have even been doing in the basement by himself, though. Like, is he just straight up sleepwalking and it doesn't matter what he's doing? He was the one sitting in like over Anya in, in the bedroom. And like, he's the one so. he's just always him. I yeah. guess that's fine because he was also the one we kept getting visions of as having the ghost face by on the bench by the lake, like in the yeah. beginning couple of episodes. I don't know. I I really don't know how it could work because like he, he truly was a kid in a high school and he did go to like prom and stuff. So it's weird.
1: I think my question is why Kevin, you know, like why, if he's not some, like if he didn't have this happening to him before he got to, like he was a regular high school kid, he has a girlfriend and a mom. He ran track. He has a little brother. Like if, if that wasn't like, why is it him now? and why did alonka recognize him before they even got there you know it, there's something it, i
0: mean well alonka's makes more sense because she saw the vision of him on the bench right, right? okay like in okay, the first okay, episode okay. but her him recognizing her means to me that he probably remembers flashes when he is being possessed by the, that doesn't make sense though cuz he couldn't have been in the mirror at the party physically so
1: only the man was at the mirror, which is the weirdest part of all of this. Cause why, like it maybe Braycliffe does call to certain people, right? Yeah. Like like the reason she searched for it is because I don't know. I don't know. By that point it's she didn't t- even know she had. I know cancer.
0: it's like how the fuck does it make <laughs> sense? How does it all fit together? This one's tough, man.
1: I know it's it's hard to it's hard to give theories on that.
0: One I thing I want to bring up watch. though is I yeah, that's true. I thought <laughs> For a second that we were when she gets into the elevator by herself, I thought mm-hmm. the twist was gonna be something where she goes to it, it was gonna like end on her clicking the basement, like the morgue because we haven't really been there, right? We have not. like the actual basement. So maybe there's something there that's important, mm. but then it just skipped right to the ritual room again. It's like, okay, was the basement thing? Never gonna be like a plot point, and they were just scaring her in the first episode. And it is just all about the the basement room. But I don't know. I wanted something crazy to happen, like with like dead bodies down there or something.
1: Yeah, the morgue g- could. I agree with you that, that that could be a point. Or the other half is like they just want it to again remind you that this is a place where people die all the yeah. time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I mean, they did make it a big thing. So I was the elevator was like confusing me. I thought. I thought she was already in it for a second and then she wasn't. I don't know. I, I was like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden she was in the basement. So I was like, OK, fine. But I would you wouldn't catch me in a billion years going to that basement by myself. That is hell.
0: I'd rather die. That's yeah, it's just yeah,
1: me, too. I feel like we had some good theories without. I mean, the main what are our main questions before we leave, like is who is Stanton? Who is Shasta? Yep. Why is Kevin involved? We want a Sherry story. We want the end of Kevin's story. These are our wishes for the for the next two episodes. Anything else?
0: I think we just I mean, we'll just might as well put it on the board of our final guesses for who Stanton and Shasta are. We might as well. I
1: I think you sold me on her being on Stanton being Athena.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think you
1: sold me on that.
0: There's an, like I said, there is an argument for her being Julia, but it feels stronger that it's that it Stan is is the daughter of Shasta for me. Like, I feel like that's a very Flanagan thing to do and it would work. And it, I don't see any plot holes with it. Timeline wise it works out in my head.
1: Wait, 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 wait. You said who was the daughter
0: Stanton would be the daughter
1: of Shasta,
0: of Shasta. Regina. Yeah,
1: that's giving again magicians. It's giving like Harriet and um Zelda yeah. vibes where like Zelda is that like they look the same age or whatever yeah Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: damn okay i love that so okay yes sold signed co-signed yeah stanton stanton is athena athena and julia or
0: shasta no one's julia
1: who's Julia? that's what i'm
0: saying like yeah (laughs) there's three characters and to, at least Regina should be dead if she doesn't have some form of immortality or, or longer life expectancy, which we assume she does from the ritual. So that keeps her in play. And then Athena and Julia can just be alive just based on the timeline. So they can just totally be characters. That's what makes it complicated because someone's got to not be one of those two characters.
1: I don't know. I think I would be happier. I would be happier to see Julia and Athena. I like if any of them were going to be left out, I feel like Regina should be the one that's left out because I really we need to see Julia. We need to see so who. Julia. So
0: in that case, Julia would still be Shasta for you. Yeah, Julia is
1: Shasta. Because now, is there
0: anything there that doesn't work? Um, well, I mean, this goes kind of back to yeah, yeah, my thing about her. Why would she care about the the journal? Is my thing, and that's what's keeping me on Regina. I'm I'm sticking with Regina.
1: You mean Gina Ballard, GB?
0: Gina Ballard, GB. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay.
1: I love it. Hmm. I'm sold.
0: All right. Do we want any final guests on Kevin? Because I, I, it sounds like based on our conversation, we don't know.
1: <laughs> I think we don't know. I think we just need to watch.
0: Yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm ready to freaking go. Next time we're all together is going to be the first time since the pilot where we're actually is going to be all four of us. I'm sure next one will be a little bit longer. This one was a little bit shorter because we're kind of just Mm -hmm. putting the chess pieces into play for the final act or final sprint Here, We still need to find hot mama because she hasn't been anywhere yet.
1: Kate, hot mama and Hamish. We didn't find any any of them. All three of them are going
0: to be in there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Doesn't make I, I am looking. Why would they show up to be a background character? They need to be something else. But maybe they are just like walking behind. Who knows? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm ready.
1: All right. That was episode seven and eight of The Midnight Club. We are crushing it so fast. It's such a good Flanagan show. He does not disappoint. Uh, If you like what you heard, give Binge on TV a follow. And I forget what I was saying on Twitter, Instagram. (laughs) And um, you can go on BingeOnTV.com or just scroll on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your podcast to see all of our almost 300 episodes now we cover a fuck ton of shows if you're in the middle of the midnight club and you're missing the rest of the flanagan shows go back you can listen to our hill house coverage our Bly coverage and our midnight mass coverage we did all of them we had a blast it's really the same crew me luke paul jimmy with some special guests along the way other binge town members that's that's all i got next time we're going to be hitting the finale and we're going to say wow we're stupid or we're going to ba- say wow we crushed that so i can't mm-hmm. wait we are Binge Town tv and thanks for listening Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the geekscape network